Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. That's racist. All the what? <laughs> no, the lighting. lighting. The lighting. And there's the opening damage. You're racist to the lot of you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Let's see here. Hang on a second. What am I doing with my life here? Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Hang tight. There we go. All right, I'm ready to go. Ish. <laughs> Let me wet the old whistle. Ish doesn't help me. There we go. Oh, crap. It's all good. Oh, nothing. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. Probably, probably fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> I like the sounds of that. No, no, it sounds confident. It's not. It's nothing. I, I had uh, everything was recording, but I still had a uh, a blank screen up on on the studio, so I already switched it over and and we're all set. And uh, I need to actually hang on. But don't go. I need. Okay. To, I just realized I need to change my shirt. Sorry. One sec. <laughs> Let's do it in front. I don't. Of the I don't. Know what, where's the show jammer? You're supposed to do <laughs> stuff like that color. in front of the camera. Yeah. Wimp. What a twat. <laughs> Is that the American version of a twat? You see, I was one. That's how we pronounce it. it oh, that's know, how my New York friend pronounces it. <laughs> it's always one of those uh, funny things playing games online uh, with with people that actually play out of uh, uh, Australia and, of course, the UK expats from from those places because their their usage of certain words is com- completely different than here in America. And it's it's great to hear some American players on on games like TF2 just freak the fuck out when, when people <laughs> say yeah it's just like you guys re- realize that there there's more to this world than US English right you got that <laughs> anyways you guys ready to uh get your get your show going yeah let's do, do it show. Yeah, get the show on the road I'm ready I'm ready church shirt has changed I'm ready to go Welcome to another exciting edition of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um, the <laughs> why are they? What look is that, Jammer? I mean, <laughs> you, you were giving me like a like an old timey radio announcement. I thought I was watching Clone Wars for a second. Okay, I didn't know they had old radio timey voices in Clone Wars, but we're the flagship okay. international and premier podcast of LRMOnline.com and the genre upon. Podcast Network. Is that better for you? Genre Verse. Genre Verse Podcast Network. Network. The (laughs) accent destroys my brain thoughts. Um, So um, today, we have almost the whole crew. Uh, Jonesy is still on hiatus as he moves to a different country for another exciting adventure. Um, So, uh, yeah, I got uh, Danny here with us. How's it going, Danny? I'm good. I'm enjoying my first week of being 48. And I'm on my second glass of uh, Jack Daniels and rocks. I was going to say ice, but it's not ice. It's just rocks. <laughs> Got you, Jammer. 
Doing well. Ready, ready to take on the world one news item at a time. And if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can't see him, but Kyle, our lovely producer, is also here with us. Hello. Um, Has he yep, ever there, been introduced before? Is that the first time he's been like officially introduced? I think last week I mentioned him. Introduced? I said introduced. I think he's done, introduced. It, be- done it before. And you guys always uh, say thanks at the end, so appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, now we won't this time, since you appreciate it so much. You can also find us on the Genreverse Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. And on lrmonline.com, and I already mentioned you can watch this ugly mug and these other beautiful mugs on uh, YouTube, our Genreverse Podcast Network channel. So, boys, we got some news, and then who watches the watchers? Everybody ready? So ready. This week, we're starting with trailers, as we usually do, but, well, no buts. Let's do it. Did you guys watch the trailer for C? <laughs> I was going to say, but last time we did it at the end. <laughs> Does everyone, I mean, did you guys watch the trailer for See How They Run? Which a movie I had not heard of, but looks very interesting to me. So this um, was funny. This was actually a, a, a... I was watching a YouTube video yesterday, and I forgot what it was. But this was the pre-roll ad for it. Um, and it was one of those pre-roll ads where I was just like, oh, well, I got to watch this whole thing, whatever it is. Is it, I, when, I, discovered I, it. I was thinking like, I don't think Wes Anderson has a new movie coming out, but yet this felt like, you know, kind of like Wes Anderson. There were, there were some aspects that weren't quite as Wes Anderson, but it was pretty close and very clearly heavily influenced, including, you know, his use of uh, certain cast members, uh, mm-hmm. uh, such as um, Shisha Ronan and Brody, Adrian Brody. And it literally just had the essence of that mixed in with a, I guess a, murder mystery agatha christie type story and i was just delighted i was actually really annoyed that this pre-roll thing i couldn't skip it i literally couldn't skip it because there wasn't any indication of what the title was before the very very end so like 10 20 seconds in i was like okay what's the title just give me the title so i can watch this trailer later nothing 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 and finally at the end i was like okay cool i can look that up later um, but yeah, I was really excited by this. I definitely want to see it. Um, and yeah, I'm super stoked. So I'm all on board, like 100% into this. Did you get any uh, Coen brother vibes too? Cause I got their vibes even more than Wes Anderson, but I would say, yeah, with the cast and even the look of a lot of the sets, it's very Wes Anderson-y. Hard to say. I don't think it felt quite as dark as a Coen brothers movie, but who knows when we watch it, maybe it will be. Then again, I guess Wes Anderson has shades of dark as well in my, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, um, like I remember uh, Grand Budapest Hotel had certain aspects that were darker Very than I dark. expected. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't. I didn't get Coen Brothers vibe, but I'm not really I can't say I'm super keen on them. I don't think I've watched very many of their movies more than once. I ha- the one exception I have is a movie that no one will expect. And that is The okay. Lady Killers starring Tom Hanks. That like it might that be my favorite movie of theirs, which is funny because I think it it's probably like they're one of their most critically lambasted of their entire filmography. But I just love that movie. Anyway, non or tangent or non sequitur. Danny, what did you think of see how they oh, run? Well, I, yeah, after after Jammer after Jammer just gave his input there, I'm gonna I was worried that I was gonna be completely disagreeing with him. Um, but no, I'm not completely disagreeing with him. <laughs> On Lady Killers being being a good film, I'm completely disagreeing with him on the trailer. Though I I was not enamoured by that at all. I was 
I was there I was you. bored by the trailer. Sorry, I, I, Jammer. You you and I normally agree on stuff like that. To be honest, yeah, I, we do. I'm surprised. I, I was, yeah, me too. So uh, yeah, I I just felt I bored by it. I felt it was trying to be some other films that it just wasn't. Um, you know, it, honestly, I, will... I can't quite put my finger on it, but it, it just didn't inspire me. It just felt a little bit someone's trying so... to do a parody of something or a serious something. Didn't didn't really get it. Wasn't into it. But I it will give me you. That, as I mentioned earlier, I was just like, Wes Anderson's not having another movie. And I was thinking, this is Wes Anderson, right? But something about it, it wasn't, it wasn't quite hitting the mark in a specific yeah. way. And maybe it's like kind of that same trend where you have all these indie filmmakers who are like trying to replicate, I don't know, Tarantino or something. And it, it just something about it rings just a little bit false. I don't know what that is for this because I haven't watched it enough. But I, I could see your point a bit. Do you like Wes Anderson movies, Danny? Well, this is the thing. Generally, no. The the the, the okay. two films, or the, the one film that springs to mind that I did quite enjoy was the and you are oh, you're going to hate me for this. What was the uh, uh, stop motion puppet one? Fantastic, uh, Mr. Fox. Oh, that's it. I really liked that, but I think that, I really liked that yeah. because it was so different and it was. I think that's my favorite cool. of his. Yeah, and I have to say that's probably the only one I've actually sat through and actually quite enjoyed and would watch again. Much like you were saying about the Coen Brothers. Lady Killers is, is is the fun one for me. Um, yeah, so I did enjoy the fantastic Mr. Fox. Didn't get didn't get it for this one, but what about you, Nick? So at the moment we've got one plus and, and one minus. I'm gonna have to disagree with you about the fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> then okay. agree with of course, of course you wouldn't like Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then yeah. agree with Jammer about the trailer. I actually didn't feel the Wes Anderson part. Um, to what? me, it did feel very Cohen Brothers more How? than that. That's what I was I'm thinking sorry. the whole time. How? How do you not know. feel Wes Anderson? I just, I don't know. I'm also not a big fan of Wes Anderson. That's unrelated. Uh, Those are unrelated things. Well, I, you can still not and like I haven't it watched, feel like... except for, because mostly I've watched, the one I've watched the most is Life Aquatic. Mm. And that's very different than his current stuff. Um, I will say I love the actors. Um, I, I, I definitely can see that this movie only exists because of the success of the Agatha Christie adaptations and Knives Out. Um, yep. definitely feels like that kind of paved the way for them to be like, oh, we can make like a, everyone's in one building. Like there's a murderer and the murderer is still among us and we're both suspects and victims. And I was yep. mostly impressed by the cast. Um, of course, we got Sam Rockwell and God, I'm going to butcher her name. Jammer, will you say her name? Shisha Ronan. There you go. Who And she's very funny and he's kind of more dry than... We also have, uh, obviously, Adrian Brody. I'm only going to read the actors I know off this list. Uh, Ruth Wilson, who I mo- know mostly from The Lone Ranger. Um, and then uh, David and she Oyelowo. actually has a tour de force performance as uh, Mrs. Coulter in the His Dark Materials series okay. on HBO. That's also yes. why I recognize yes, her from, as the posters for that. She and then really uh, that. David Oyelowo, I, I think I pronounced it correctly the first time, but I, I can't pronounce it now who's been an excellent actor and he, his yeah. parts in the trailer are really funny where she's reading. She's like, he, I can't remember the exact words she says when she's reading off. Like he's a something playwright. And he's like, I think you mean celebrated playwright. It's like, she's like, Oh, right. I can't read my own handwriting, <laughs> but looks fun. That was a looks great like joke. That was a great joke. Yeah. And just her every time in the trailer, you know, Sam Rockwell barely gets a full sentence out and she's like finishing his sentences or like jumping into conclusions. Like, when the character just comes in and says, I did it. She's like, okay, you're under arrest. 
So it just looks like a lot of fun. Um, we'll see when it gets closer. Um, September. So actually, it's not that far off. I'm disappointed because I'm, I'm wondering what's coming out that same weekend. Because we're going to crush. If we're going to cover. <laughs> it was gonna, not, not that, but oh. honestly, because I, I go to a movie maybe once a week these days, maybe once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Same. And mostly if for the podcast, <laughs> mostly for the podcast. So if I if I, there's another movie that comes out that is not that movie that we're going to cover instead, I don't know if I'll be able to see it in theaters, which is disappointing because it seems like a fun movie to see in theaters. Even with Lightyear, when I knew we weren't going to do a normal show that week, I canceled my tickets, even though I wanted to see it because I was like, I don't have time. To, like, I, I can spend this time doing something else, you know, going to the media, movie theater. Get- yeah. Seems like I'm the only one that gets to actually go to the theater at least two or three times a week because I'll I'll pretty much watch anything if it's if it's lucky off. bastard. Um, I know. Well, yeah, I am fortunate. It's the, I wish the I had that time. Work. I work super early and I work super late, but I have big chunks of the day that uh, that, are, that are empty. Speaking of Adrian Brody, I know we're going slightly off kilter. Has anyone else seen um, his film Clean? No, Mm-mm. I don't think I've even heard of it. Never heard of it. Check out the trailer. I was fortunate enough to watch it. It's actually just come out here. It's very much in the vein of um, Leon and films like that, where you have a hitman that's left the business and John Wick and all those. So it's a yeah. cross between a I'm serious version and, One John, more and job. John Wick. <laughs> yeah, it, well, kind of. And he, he's suffering from some um, some um, some mental issues as well at the same time as him getting out of the game, so to speak. And but it's got a slow second act. But the reason why I mention it is because he's fucking awesome in it. It's really, really quite a powerful film. Be, be warned, it is quite slow in the middle, but the beginning and the end, the, the book ends of the film are, are actually really worth watching. It's called Clean, um, and it's, it's just been released on the big screen here. I'm not sure mm. where you guys get it. So it's um, brand new. Yeah, well, check out check out the trailer at least. There's something that you might want to uh, catch. Uh, if you get the chance, but yes, yeah, but he's he's awesome in that. So I agree with the cast. That's why I mentioned it, Nick, because he's uh, he's one that looks like he's offed originally, right? He looks like he's the first person to be killed, based on the trailer. Yeah, that it seems a, like interesting he gets lots of screen time because it seems like they flash back a lot. Yeah, we it's had a fight that because night. Adrian Brody is is an interesting actor for me because I remember when he was cast in Predators back in like two thousand nine yeah. or two thousand ten, whatever that was, and I was just like. Yeah really what the fuck yeah what the fuck and then i saw him in that movie and i was like oh i'm kind of scared of him i buy it i don't know how that happened i don't know how he i bought him as someone to be scared of it also reminded me of uh that one guy from uh the watchman show the mirror mirror faced guy whatever the hell his name Uh, is oh yeah yeah i can't remember that guy would like i would i could see him as like a a creepy, I guess, serial killer, but not like as an intimidating well, he, didn't he force. Play the, didn't he also play the new Freddy Krueger in the new Nightmare on Elm Street? No, that was um, God, what was his name? About? No, that you're talking about Rorschach, right? The guy who plays Rorschach. Yeah. And no, no, I was talking about I was oh, talking about the Watchmen TV series. Oh, I apologize. Rorschach light character, like light. I guess he not, was kind of like light. Yeah, did yeah. he eat a can of beans in one part? <laughs> That's that's from the Watchmen TV series or movie movie. I thought he did in the TV series too. But anyway, oh, does he? I don't remember. I can't remember. They definitely drew a lot of parallels. But I just remember he scared me. Like he scared me, and AJ Brody really scared me. Two people who, if you had asked me, hey, can you Jackie Earl Haley? By the way, Kyle put is the person that you're oh, talking mm-hmm. about, yeah. Danny. Yeah, and I'm talking scary, about yeah. he played the thinker in the Incredible Hulk, or soon to be the thinker 
and he's in a lot of Coen Brothers movies as well. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Oh brother, oh brother, where art thou? Was the first thing I saw him in. So then seeing him yeah. in uh oh the leader, not the thinker. The Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle with all the corrections. Um, so this is why we need Kyle. He's going to beep out the f words. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> there you go. And he's going to add us. He's going to add the uh, the things that we fuck up on. There's a fourth beep. <laughs> um, before we move on from Adrian Brody, I still want to recommend The Brothers Bloom, which is Ryan Johnson's movie Ryan that Johnson. feels like it could be in the same universe as Knives Out. It's him and Ruffalo star in it. It's a very delightful. That one's actually very Wes Anderson, uh, Ryan Johnson movie. Tim Blake, really? Tim Nelson Blake was who we were talking about with as far as uh, The Watchmen and um, The Leader. Or Leader. Did we ever talk about, and I may have been gone. But did y'all talk about the Knives Out title? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or it was yeah. the week we missed. Uh, Glass it, was week, it probably was a week I missed, so I was just curious. Yeah. All right, on to another trailer. Harley Quinn, season three. Do you, have you guys watched Harley Quinn the first two seasons in their entirety? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you I haven't, haven't yet? I should, no, because it's on, not on, the, on a oh. platform service that I can get. And I think it's one of the first things that when we were talking about Batman many moons ago, the animated stuff, when you guys are recommending the shows that we should watch. And then I think that's when Harley Quinn first came out and you recommended it. And I do love the character, but I still haven't seen any of it. So I actually avoided this trailer okay. because I'm desperate to actually watch it cold. And I know there's not necessarily spoilers. I know the kind of show it is. It's kind of spoilers. No, it actually, watch. believe it or not, Harley Quinn is a show that you can actually spoil. Oh, in that case, yeah. then I did a good... This whole I did season three has a new thing. element to it. Yeah. So okay, we won't well, discuss the spoilers cool. about it. Um, I found oh, don't it. Don't worry too much about that. But you, you tell me what. You I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Also, um, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything huge. I mean, it's other just, than it looks hilarious, yeah. like normal. Uh, they they're doing the whole the boys thing. I mean, a lot of shows that are doing mean? that now. Where, what does that mean? No, Nick? Where they're where like they advertise. <laughs> I was going to give me a chance to fucking explain. <laughs> where it's like raunchier, more violent. Like like it's I would want this way though. No, I know, but like. That's the way the boys is always advertised. Like you can't, you, in. you can't, you can't act like the boys capitalize on raunchy superhero things say that. You've done before. I didn't say it capitalize on it. Just the boys is what I've been watching, and that's like even online, their amazing Twitter campaign. They're always like, "This episode's gonna like blow your fucking mind," and it's it's a trend among these uh, gr- not grocers is the wrong word, but superhero shows that adult, take it farther. Oriented superhero yeah. shows. And I wonder if even uh, Peacemaker season two will, will see advertising like that. But I almost think James Gunn wouldn't wouldn't capitalize on that part and just be like, "Hey, more Peacemaker." I don't even need to say if it's grosser or more violent. You're gonna watch it. And but speaking re- of James Gunn, oh, he's in the trailer. James Gunn's in this trailer as himself. And and uh, Clayface turns into a chair and he's like, "James Gunn, sit on me." <laughs> I'm pretty sure James Gunn <laughs> does voice James Gunn in it. Oh yeah, I'd be surprised um, if he didn't. Because he even retweeted it. It was like, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, so, what do you think overall, Jammer? I don't think I asked you. I think I yeah, went first. no, it's great. Uh, this is one like this is one of the main reasons why I. This was one of those. I'm gonna try this again. When HBO Max first came out, and then we weren't quite sure what the fate was of DC Universe. This was one of the shows. Where I was like, come on, Harley Quinn, bring yeah. out Harley Quinn, bring out Harley Quinn. Put and it on HBO Max. Put on HBO Max. And they finally did. And we blew through it over the course of a week or two, which, you know, as you know, I'm no, I don't do that. I don't binge shows. 
Um, and the fact that I binge this show is just indicative of how fucking good it is. It's not just funny and raunchy, but it's also just really great with its characters and the way they develop and evolve like over Bane, time. Even they use the cheesy like Bane, Bane voice in this, Danny. Um, they do. Um, they go for the Batman Dark Knight Rises parody of the voice, where he's like, "I am this credit card's reckoning," and they like tries to cut it apart, <laughs> just like shit like that. No, but it's not just funny. Like, it, like I said, it does great work with hard. the characters of Harley Quinn. Um, James Gunn ish, though, at, at a in a different way. Yeah, and not, that's the way I can always characterize James Gunn is like taking reprehensible characters and making you actually care about them in a way that feels genuine and not just. Not just I like him because he's funny, but I like him because there are genuine aspects about this character that are not redeemable, but relatable. Well, relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just other, fantastic. Some other strengths, Danny, without spoiling it, is um, Jim Gordon's a drunk, but he's always like, I'm a damn good cop. And he's played by Christopher Maloney. Um, Diedrich Bader voices Batman. He's done Batman in some other series. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, voices Lex Luthor and it's just it's a lot of fun you get a lot yeah like Ron Funch is a comedian voices uh King Shark and yeah it's just fun she has her own little team which is like Clayface and King Shark and Poison Ivy is the main character and she's dating Kite Man in like the first season Kite Man hell yeah that's what that comes from so and Alan Tudyk plays uh yeah um, yeah he plays Clayface that's correct I almost forgot to bring him up mostly because I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> I like how I scared you into saying names that you don't know. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that name. So I'm going to just try to avoid pronouncing it as much as possible. <laughs> for, for a moment, I forgot he was in it, though. I did read the cast, which is on the YouTube thing before we started. And now it's time for a special edition of the Ezra Miller Report. <laughs> This is not new thing. I wish he had a done. quote. I wish he had a quote that we can use at the end of the sound, like duh, 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 and then like him yelling something. I don't know what the he would fucking yell. Ezra Miller. <laughs> he never says that. I'm trying to think of what he no, could say. No, but that would be great. <laughs> Ezra Miller have to choke it. a bitch. <laughs> but um, this is not new news, but I think it's coming to light. Um, this happened back in 2020 when he was shooting. Um, Basically, during the hiatus of crimes of Grindelwald. Um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Uh, Harry Potter names. So these days, I have trouble with Star Wars names, Harry Potter names, and especially Star Trek names. I just, I can still do Star Wars the best out of those three. Marvel names? No problem half the time. But, um, so this news mostly comes from Iceland. Um, during uh, hiatus on a Fantastic Beast 2. Um, this is when Miller 27 started to show a different this violence side. Yeah, uh, the, this article is from it's a pretty extensive article from Variety. And it's going to have a lot of names I can't pronounce. So I'm going to avoid some of them. Mostly, like, I'm not going to say the name of the bar. Anyway, just he say them and I'll correct them. He frequented what? a bar in Iceland. Um, at Prikio. Sounds right. <laughs> Go on. I don't, I'm not familiar with the name or the language, so I can't really say anything. Not going to lie. Um, so, Carl Sreiner, um, a bartender at Prikio Kafasas, um, a pub located at the heart of Rarkjevik. 
These are the worst. <laughs> I'm all savoring saying you them. Sound, you're like saying it like an aggressive German accent. I am. <laughs> um, he actually had two interactions um, at the same bar that were fairly negative, um, but kind of the stuff he'd been doing in Hawaii. Nothing extreme is what we talked about last week. Um, first, um, he got into a fight um, with another patron. He uh, even put a, he put him into a chokehold and later slapped him. Um, Ryan there, who broke what? up the fight. What? He had him in a chokehold, and I'm sure he's, like, slapping him. <laughs> yeah, I know, just the visual of this, like, aggressive chokehold, and then, uh. But uh, afterwards, the patron quickly shrugged it off as a joke. The actor was allowed to continue frequenting the bar. Rainer's quote is, we just brushed it off as two friends getting drunk and getting in a fight. It's Iceland. This happens twice a week. <laughs> I just love that quote. Then, But in his second interaction at the same place, which there is a blurry video of, um, Miller um, is seen confronting a woman. And smiling and waving her arms as she walks toward him and asking, do you want to fight? Is that what you want to do? And then he grabs her neck and and she lets out an audible gasp. The person filming the video stopped to intervene. This was um, the old one. This is like the first video that we saw of Miller a couple of years yeah, ago. But this is like all these. Some of these are more people okay. coming forward as sources. That, that was the first video that made us think, hmm, yeah. what's, what's that I, all about? I don't about? think we hold about the choke. We don't think we've heard about the check chokehold in the week before previous no the but the bar. one with the video of him yeah that you just described we heard that so we really don't have to talk about that one more but the last one's the most weird um let's see okay so there was um okay so nadia um her cool request that her last name was left out so that nick didn't have to pronounce it no it's because she didn't want to be identified um um she had friendly text messages with Miller. Uh, this was in Berlin, and she invited her over, invited him, they over to her apartment. I'm gonna try to be more careful than we were last week. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've also. Oh, and she does up. a good job. She talks about. Um, he started getting aggressive and touching everything in her house and throwing tobacco leaves on the floor, and that just set them off. Nadia said, "I asked them." to leave about 20 times, maybe more. They started insulting me. I'm a transphobic piece of shit. I'm a Nazi. It became so, so stressful for me. They were going around my house, looking at everything, touching everything, spraying tobacco leaves on the floor. It felt disgusting and very intrusive. I felt totally unsafe. And she called the police. And, you know, I don't think they actually arrested him. He may have already been gone. But there are five people, two friends and a woman's rights activist, a German social worker and Nadia's German lawyer. All are her sources who confirm that it happened. Um, yeah, and he wasn't arrested because just a month after um, she saw news reports that he had been arrested in Hawaii. <laughs> which would have been our more recent interviews, so, you know, just more recent Ezra Miller stuff. Uh, the article still goes on to say that Warner Brothers is not going to do anything with the flash as we kind of discussed they're going to release it in theaters at the original signed date but it's likely anyone will work with him again in hollywood because he's just kind of an imploding star um both uses of the word star so yeah. any surprises <laughs> or... no zero no. surprises no surprises whatsoever. Surprise. and it sounds like the beginning of the behavior 
at time when maybe Warner Brothers should have been paying more attention. Though, again, we've discussed that bar fights aren't quite the same as taking hostages or uh, not leaving women's house or having guns laying around a farm that kids have access to. But I just I mean, love the quote where he's like, this is Iceland. It happens like twice a week. I mean, I will say, like, as far as the not leaving the woman's house, that's pretty that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's yeah, the worst of the scary three. And that was your Ezra Miller report. I'm fucking Ezra Miller. I mean, that's not... <laughs> so I believe if my order is not incorrect, our next story is about Christian Bale and why he would return for Batman. First of all, he has a quote with Screen Rant, which is where the article was found. No. Yeah, Screen Rant, which is where I pulled up the article from. Um, first, he was asked if he was, well, he was asked if he was, this is part of the Thor junket, where another interesting thing he said is he prefers playing the villain to playing Batman because he gets to have more fun. And he's like, uh, this isn't part of the story, but he's like, Chris Hemsworth has to do all the hard work. Guys have to show up and be like a baddie. Um, but this quote is, they ask him if he's, you know, we have a lot of Batman, Batman coming back. Um, for the Flash and projects Bat like my. that, Batman. <laughs> but uh, so they asked him if he was approached to be a part of the Flash or a similar project with the Danny's favorite subject, a multiverse over at wow. uh, DC. <laughs> Don't worry, I have a positive multiverse story next. I picked it only because you hate them so much because it's. Oh, we'll get there. I'm not gonna do a Christian Bale accent because it'll just throw off my brain. Oi! <laughs> no, no one's ever mentioned it to me. <laughs> That's how I would get into it. <laughs> no, that's how you do get into it in Dungeons and Dragons. It's oi, right? That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I just say oi because there have been lots of uh, memes from the boys with oi because like Billy Butcher deserves. Hey, I did it delivers first. one of his strongest. Yeah. I did it first. I, I don't did know it if first. You did it before like, season one? You did it before as a meme. I don't know if you did it before season one of the boys. Spoiler alert: You didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But then again, I don't think he invented the word oi either. I feel I like the word boy now. is like my is like my pitch pipe for jumping into a specific type of British accent. It's not a good pitch pipe, but it is a pitch pipe. For those who don't know, which is everyone, we play Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons, and uh Jammer's character is British. So before every sentence he says oi, like he said, to get into the accent. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so no, no one's ever mentioned it to me. No one's brought it up. Occasionally people say to me, oh, I heard you were approached and offered all this. And I'm like, that's news to me. No one's ever said it that. And he said, I had a pact with Chris Nolan. He said, hey, look, let's make three films if we're lucky enough to get to do that. And then let's walk away. Let's not linger too long. In my mind, it would be something if Chris Nolan ever said to himself, you know what? I've got another story to tell and wish to tell that story with me. I'd be in. What do you would you guys want to see another Batman story from him? Like maybe even a more truer version of Dark Knight Returns or something like I say, wait another decade or two and then bring back Christian Bale Batman. Or are we happy with who we got right now? I think I mean, that would be the only way for yeah. me that it would work is if you waited at least another 10 years and he came back as the old Batman. That's the only way. And that's not saying that that's what I want. But that would be the only way I think you could get that to work and be have people interested in it. Right now, I'm just happy to have um, um, the new Batman. What's his name? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see more of that right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm fucking over that. I'm, just, yeah, I'm, not, I'm 
not excited by that whatsoever. Um, but Robert Pattinson, I, I, I want to see more of that right now. All this talk of Christian Bale being Batman again, I think it's just because it was, a, you know, everything that's going on with DC at the moment. But yeah, if you had to ask me in 10 years time and someone said Nolan was going to make a, a version of that movie, then yeah, I can see that working. But now, no. Yeah, I don't think they would ever want to do it. I mean, I think the audience would be there for it, definitely. But I definitely would at least wait until Robert Pattinson is done because I don't really don't think you want to have too many separate Batman stories running at once. I mean, the, um, the only other person, the only other one I would like to see is if it was, if it was, if we are talking in 10 or 15 years time, I'd like to see Ben Affleck come back and play that role rather than Christian Bale. But I agree with a, you. That's a, Interesting. Kind of yeah. An even older Batman. Because he's already yeah. a pretty old Batman who's like seen shit, at least the way he's betrayed. In the, and he is older than Christian Bale by quite a bit. But Jammer, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what was the question again? Besides what are my thoughts about, about what specifically about coming, coming back? back? Oh, yeah, coming back? Ah, I don't need it. Uh, I'm not against it, but I don't really need it. Like, I, if, if you were to come out tomorrow and be like, hey, we're coming back for another story, I would just be like, okay, well, it must be something pretty cool then. So, sure. Um, so yeah, I, by, by no means against it. I'm not particularly excited by it, but like I said, if it were to happen tomorrow, I might start to get excited about it because of the possibilities and the fact that those two, neither Bale nor Nolan would come back unless it was something that they at least felt was exceptional. Um, so on that level, sure. I don't really care about having too many Batman. We already have too many Batman. So what the fuck's another, who cares? Who cares at this point? (laughs) But, um, I agree. Um, I, I would dig the idea of coming back 10 years later, though. I'd rather see Affleck come back 10 years later. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is just one of the questions he gets asked every time he's at an interview. It's not like he was providing a quote without someone being like, hey, are you going to play Batman again? This is him being like, the only reason I would is if Nolan asked me because we said we'd do three. But I just I do- love his uh, his comments earlier last week, I think they were, where someone was like oh how does it feel to be in the marvel cinematic universe he's like i'm in what no i'm not <laughs> and it's just like yeah you are dude he's like his eye his basically like oh i didn't sign up for being in a universe like yeah you did sorry christian bale you just don't know you just don't know or understand what you signed up for but you you're in the mcu sorry it is what it is you probably won't live past one movie anyway so it doesn't matter no he probably won't but i just think like regardless of how he feels about what he signed up for he signed up for the marvel cinematic universe and that's why this kind of next story comes into play. Um, this is why the reason I picked this story is because I knew Danny would like it. Um, uh, Taika Waititi, director of Thor, player of Korg. Um, I'm liking uh, it so far. I'm enjoying it so was far. Asked, Good. Yep. Um, was asked if the multiverse will be a part of Thor, Love and Thunder. And, and he said quote, no. That's fucking his quote was, and this is a total film magazine is the original article. Uh, or Carrie Revy is like, we've got nothing like the multiverse in this film. This is the singular, singular verse. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. No confuddling nonsense from a Marvel film. Although we've been duped before, they say shit and even show so show stuff in the trailers that doesn't actually happen in the film. So I, I don't know whether I believe him or not, but I really hope it's true. I really hope it's a self-contained film that has links to whatever big plan there and like guardians and five but without bringing in multiple versions of different characters from different universes and different planes and stuff like that we uh but we had a little bit of a chat on it on the discord channel about the 
you know, we already have the realms. You already explained the the the, was the it, nine realms. Nine, I think it's nine, nine realms. realms. That's enough. That's always been part of Norse mythology and all that kind of stuff. That was enough. Um, so I'm happy about this, but I'm not too sure just exactly how true it is. I guess we'll wait and see. And I know the script is online somewhere, but I've I've avoided it. So I oh, it know is. Yeah. I believe him just because I assume this movie would always be separate. Like it doesn't look like there's any need for it. We're going to start off with the Guardians and Thor where we left, left off with Endgame and then we'll have female Thor uh, and uh, Natalie Portman or just Thor. In the comics, she starts going by Thor and he starts going by Odinson. Um, but yeah. I've got, uh, got a feeling knowing Tycho and the way he does it, I'm sure he'll play with that. That, that, that thing you just said about them, Odin and Thor. I'm sure they're going to play with that. I'm sure they'll call each other Thor for fun, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun funny. It, but I don't think that I don't think it'll flip for the film. I think it'll be something that they'll reference because that's quite a big part of the comics. But um, um, yeah, oh, Mr. Oh, oh. Carl has given us Mighty Thor. Is that for um, Natalie Portman's Thor, uh, Carl? Yeah. So the yeah, so she'll be the Mighty Thor, and he'll be the uh, less Mighty Thor, Thor. <laughs> the normal yeah. Thor, minor, minor Thor, Thormal. A minor Thor. Oh no, that's Greek. Minor Thor. That's Greek mythology, isn't it? A minor Thor. Isn't that the one that's in the maze? That's a minor Thor. <laughs> Jammer. Thoughts yeah, about I'm, this I'm not being part, being part of the multiverse. Well, I'm sorry to say it is a part of the multiverse. They just don't reference the multiverse in this movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but so not having to deal with that stuff in this, unlike the last two uh, Marvel movies we've seen. So there, it's kind of interesting. So let me think of how to best explain this in my head here. So it's kind of two-sided because for the longest time, people have been complaining that this doesn't contribute. The movies aren't moving things forward enough to the point of making it interesting through line. So this seems to basically just drive home. This is a complete side thing that won't really push anything forward. However, as I think I mentioned last week, the main reason people are feeling that way is because the movies as standalones just haven't been intriguing enough for us to want more from the main storyline. So the hope here is that in its singular verse, as he called it, uh, in its singular verse state, is this an interesting enough movie by itself that we won't just be craving that multiverse connection? Hopefully the answer is yes. I feel it will be. I trust Taika a lot. I actually watched Jojo Rabbit with my roommate last night. He had never seen it. And, you know, he's just a talented filmmaker, which, yeah, that's a dark one for him too. And a weird one. He plays Hitler. (laughs) But uh, New Zealand Hitler. Um, God, that moment with the the hanging legs. Oh my God. Oh, Oh, yeah, wow. So Even though powerful. that film was pretty dark up to that, that was that was a real gut buster. That one I was not expecting that. It's, even mm-hmm. though it was dark, it's not like it was pretended to be anything else. But when that came along, it's like, holy shit! Okay, now now we get the serious tones here. But a great film. Uh, I'm I'm trusting him too. I think uh, I think there will be links to the bigger story in this film, but maybe they won't be as as uh, as prolific. But the film I've got high hopes for. I think I'm going to really enjoy it. Uh, Tickets already booked next Thursday. We've got tickets for it. Same. So next Thursday, we'll be watching it. And Kyle and I will be covering it on tickets. Marvel Multiverse Mayhem because we have our tickets for Thursday afternoon. Awesome. And we'll be hopping on after that. Well, I guess that'll be a Friday episode of Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. I think because Miss Marvel will still be going. 
yeah, next week. So I think we've Jam, yeah, we've you two more episodes. Jammer, we be able to watch it before we record next week? Are you with us I think next so. week, buddy? Awesome. I think so. Yeah. And next week, I probably will not be here because it's Prime Day. I'll probably, prime probably three, day, three. prime day. Gotta, gotta get, get down on prime day. God damn, that's like a 12-year-old song. Jesus Christ, I'm old. We're so old. <laughs> I saw like it was the 17th anniversary of some movie yesterday, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like was it Toy Story 4? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would feel really bad. Or of you know, the Black Widow movie, 17-year anniversary of the Black Widow movie. Sure feels like it. Yeah, I know. There's been a lot longest of longest time ever. Then. Well, no, I'm not even saying that. It's just time is slow. Because we're getting wait slow or long or short. Time is short. Time is I don't know. It's felt longer because of the pandemic and stuff. I feel these last few years, both longer and shorter. Longer and shorter. if it's a good time or a bad time. <laughs> good times feel shorter. The bad times feel longer. I think that's this life. Is- this is very interesting philosophical bullshit. Let's move on. Yeah, I know. All right. Right? I was gonna say we're we're just saying nothing for like two minutes. <laughs> That's our thing. Uh, we're rocking through the stories pretty fast, which I'm happy about. Um, so the Russo brothers, tying it back to Thor and the Guardians, um, have their most recent project set up in Netflix for two hundred million dollars, which is what it was going to cost at Universal. Um, and the main news, though, I'll get into the plot in a little bit because it actually comes. It's actually one of the short stories from Tales from the Loop, which was an Amazon show, if I'm not mistaken, that I watched all of. I think that was Tales from the Loop. Um, it's just a bunch of short uh, stories that are like futuristic and kind of usually have like a dark message to them or, you know, kind of like sounds like Twilight Zone, kind of like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're connected in some way. Um, but it's Netflix is, you know, it's gonna, of course, it'll be directed by the Russo brothers, um, just like the gray man. And unlike Cherry, it's going to be written by Marcus and McFeely. They're uh, the writers that they've worked with since Winter Soldier and say they want to work with for the rest of their lives. Um, because I believe that's pro- a lot of people don't like Cherry. I haven't seen it, but I believe part of the problem there was not having expert writers and hopefully the gray man expert they had expert writers they just well i mean but like their writers their writers who made two great avengers movies two great uh captain america movies and um and we'll see with the gray man if they can do as well without the marvel brand more original stories um the main news this movie called the electric states the main news is that Bobby Millie Brown is going to be their lead. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Too many names. <laughs> she is going to hot off Stranger Things, which I'll be watching right after the show. How did um, you mess? I love how you messed up like the most basic series. Well, she of has names, too many names. But... The order. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Mm. But we're sorry. What about her? She's in the movie, right? That's what you're She's saying. She's the star, and they're trying to get Chris Pratt as the other lead. Of course, is someone they've worked with before. Uh, sure. um uh, so yeah we already said who's writing the cost isn't cheap it was gonna be 200 million dollars at universal according to sources um the projects adopts the acclaimed 2018 illustrated novel by simon stalhag the writer artist who also created tales from the loop so no it isn't one of the stories from tales from the loop it's the same guy um the story centers on an orphan teenager brown who will traverses an american west that is reminiscent of a retro future with a sweet but mysterious robot and an eccentric drifter in search 
after her younger of after her of her younger brother. Um, so it sounds like Chris Pratt would be the uh, eccentric drifter, which sounds like a Chris Pratt role to me. And so is there any excitement for this? Are you guys excited to see her in something other than Godzilla versus Kong and Stranger Things? I'm really going to blow your mind here for a second. Can you believe that she's not going to be a teenager really soon? I feel fucking old because you mentioned she plays a teenager. I'm like, it's, it's not going to be much longer before she plays full adult. That's going to be like a year or two. Maybe, maybe she can play one. No, probably not now. Probably still. But then again, Tom Holland is like, what, 28? And he plays a teenager still. Is that old so maybe I guess it took him a while to make it. them because Tom Holland started before he was 20. <clears throat> Yeah, um, I think he actually started uh, Civil War before he was 18, if I recall correctly. They had to worry about labor laws because of oh. that. Yes. Um, yeah. How many hours he could spend on set and et cetera. Yes, I remember that. Exactly. So, I mean, so I don't think he was, I think he's maybe 25 or 26. So maybe I'm exaggerating here. 26, according to Kyle. Um, so yeah, she, it's not very, very long until she like, is a legitimate. Well, I guess she is a legitimate adult. She's 18 years old now. So that's crazy. She's no longer a Shit, teenager, now you basically. Just made me feel old. Just yeah, like, I feel now old. You've said- 19 holy fucking shit yeah that's crazy that's weird watching stranger things we'll get into that a little bit later but how old everybody is in that show they're all old and they pretend it's only been a year that's such a weird plot point they didn't like say it's been several years it's yeah it's like it was one year since since it was made since season three was made but you know yeah because they're like it was a year ago there was a disaster at the mall or the fire at the mall whatever the cover-up is (laughs) you're like that was a year ago (laughs) Really? <laughs> but um, well, next something to- like that would age you, right? That an experience like that would put the years on you. That would be the arguing point. Uh, yeah, that was a traumatic experience that they all went through. So I'm sure physically they've aged five years, even though mentally. That must be one. it. That's it. That's great That's job. It. It's the same That's thing with Obi Wan Kenobi on Tatooine, Nant Brew, yes, and everyone who looks like they're still thirty. <laughs> They have like yeah. this 30 years. It's like how, how, old are they, how old are they in Tatooine years? It has nothing to do with, you know, how it spins, the, earth spin, the world spins, but everything to do with just oh, the life conditions of living on Tatooine. Yeah, that's, what, that's what Danny said last time. There's two sons. It's two sons. Be brutal. That, that really won't be good for your skin. It really wouldn't mm. be. But overall, yeah, I'm really excited to, for this movie. Um, I wasn't as excited for Cherry. Didn't see Cherry. It just looked too damn serious for my taste. Looked really depressing. Um good. It wasn't good. You didn't like it, Danny? I probably won't watch it, even though I have Apple TV Plus. I haven't yet. So there's lots of other stuff to watch on Apple TV Plus. Hell yeah! So much good yeah. stuff on there, Agreed. except for Cherry, apparently. I'm sure there's other bad stuff on there too. But... No, there isn't. It's all good. Yeah, very rare. Very rare. That's their one miss out of all the hits, or well, certainly the one I've watched anyway. Yeah. Ready to move on I'm to our second to last story? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, just as I'm with Jam on this one. This one's got me a lot more excited. Uh, uh, looking at the people that are in front of the camera and behind it, it all looks good to me. I, I look forward to this one. Wait till that first trailer. Like comes I said, out. we'll get a better feel for how well they do outside of Marvel with the Gray Man, which I'm very excited for as well. The we one got with that Ryan on the Gosling. big screen uh, in a couple of weeks' time. I obviously, think it's obviously the same release date, but we got it on the big screen. Is that? But it's I see it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, and Netflix has been doing that, especially at like places like the Alamo Draft House, and I believe they're giving. Um, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, a 45-day, yeah, full 45-day window. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, but Grey Man does look like a movie that it deserves to be on the big screen, certainly, you know, with the talent involved and what they've done spectacle-wise, action-wise, et cetera. So uh, 
So yeah, so I'll be I'll be watching that definitely. But if I've got the choice, I'll go to the big screen for that one for sure. I think I would too, depending as long as I had time. Like I said, sometimes Netflix is just more convenient. There's no, sure. I don't have to get there at a certain time. I can choose what time I want to watch it. I don't have to drive anywhere, you know, get in my seat early. Um, and I speaking hate to say of, it. I, I, yeah. I've changed my tune in recent years. I'm all about the theater experience now, as expensive as it is, because uh, it's, it's easy just to be distracted at home. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, and then my dog just starts like playing with his yeah. toys and going rah, 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 like next to me as he sees, you know, his girlfriend outside in the neighbor's yard and he wants to be let out and then he wants to be let back in. He's cheating on he's just, Foley. He's cheating on Foley. Yeah. <gasps> and uh, so, yeah, it's he met he met the other dog first. Foley is his side piece. <laughs> Foley is a dog that he <laughs> hangs out with a lot during Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty yeah, he is a dog. Not, dog. So, uh, so, um, speaking of seeing movies at theaters, um, Tom Cruise just had his first film to pass a billion dollars. And there's only the second film to do so besides Spider-Man, um, after the pandemic. So Top Gun Maverick, which actually made it back to IMAX because of a petition, um, crossed a billion dollars internationally, making his highest grossing film and, I think his highest grossing film internationally is Mission Impossible Fallout. His biggest opening weekend was um, War of the Worlds. But, like, you know, like I said, a lot of his movies have legs because they're, you know, I love them, but mostly the audience is loaded higher than, higher, older than me <laughs> for these movies. Like, you know, it's the one franchise my dad's like, yeah, let's go. I think my dad's done with Marvel at this point. But he's Such like, a dad movie. Top Gun Maverick is yeah. such a dad movie. I know. If, the, if, it, if it wasn't for the pandemic, my parents not even eating indoors restaurants, I would be like, Dad, we're going to Top Gun. Like, Oh, he hasn't seen Top Gun yet? Not the, No, he won't until it hits home video or Paramount Plus or wherever because they don't go to the movie theaters. They don't go That's inside fair. to eat. Um, so yeah, anyone? I guess this is a big surprise to me based on what I thought it could do early on, but lately with the numbers it's been doing, it's not a surprise. Uh, you're guys Are you on the record? Go on. Are you on the record saying how much you thought it would make? Did we ever talk about that? I don't think. No, did, it's but... just you don't expect a lot from uh, <laughs> what I call delayed sequels because most of them yeah. aren't even that good. So like, and it's just like it hasn't been a huge, huge franchise. Like, because mission obviously. I mean, it's been one movie like thirty yeah, years well, ago. I mean, also so, yeah. like it's, it's not yeah. even like his most known fran- like movie either. It's one of his top most known movies. He's done stuff like Jerry Maguire. You know, Mission Impossible is his big franchise. He's worked with Spielberg twice. He also has like it's bigger than like Risky Business or something, which is from the same time period. But I just didn't think a franchise that old and an actor who's generally not that popular with a lot of people would reach such heights. Mm. Pun intended. I mean, he is popular. <laughs> He's one of three existing movie stars today. I would agree. Where his name I, is I, almost yeah. more important than the franchise. Yeah. You know, with Jam, I think he's one of the true last movie stars. You know, there's certain aspects of his of his private life, which is his private life, that might raise an eyebrow here and there. But for me, I don't know. He he may have disappeared some people too. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they went up to the spaceship, but ultimately, I think he's one of the last remaining movie stars. He really is. He really is that kind of the name above the movie, but he does a great job every time. He's one of those, sounds cliche, but you never feel that he's giving a half assed performance, even if the movies themselves aren't for everyone or that good. You get the feeling that he always gives 100%. He does it because he really fucking loves it. Um, he's, he's a good looking guy. He's looked after himself. He's made you know countless 
countless films. Um, and I, the biggest surprise for me is when you said it's his first movie after a billion, over a billion. And right. looking back on it, I think, yeah, it makes sense because a lot of his films are not necessarily big ones. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe look at Minority Report, but what that must be 20 years old now as well, right? That was the biggest yeah. Spielberg yeah. one in the world. Right? So, and it didn't even gross as much as War of the Worlds. I don't think Minority Report. It's just yeah. a beloved then classic. Then thing. There's more screens now. IMAX costs more. IMAX, yeah, the tickets cost more. IMAX screens, there's more screens available. Yeah. What, what's really pleased me about it is that it is a, should we say, a standalone film. Yes, it was based on a film 30 years ago. But it really was and is a, a great go to the cinema, go to the big screen to watch it film. It's been awesome. I think people have really enjoyed seeing this kind of movie and had a really good time with it. Um, and getting people out on that big screen again. I think it's what it's what the big screen's for is films like this. And Marvel has been disappointing, but a film like this Except stands no on its home. own. <laughs> well, apart from that. Um, but I, I mean, the I'm filmmaking I mean, in No Way Home was disappointing. Like the, the story was good and it was fun, but like there are several shots in there where they're like on the rafters and like the Statue of Liberty yeah, and it very uh, much just looks like they're on a shitty sound stage. Downstage, yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm watching it for a third time this weekend because I want to watch it again before it leaves the big screen. I just, nice. I just, Jammer. I just, I, I just got to break break in here and say say Jammer's watching movies wrong. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying I didn't ruin the movie for me, but it was noticeable. And when we talk about theater experiences and actual good filmmaking, it does make a difference on that level. But it's still a good movie. And said Kyle, who just this week on Marvel Multiverse Mayhem was criticizing where he could notice reshoots and CGI and Miss Marvel. It was it was annoying. <laughs> and I'm the one who shuts off my brain to those parts, right? Unless it's horribly bad, I don't notice. Like I'm not here to critique the CGI. There are lots of times Shit. we've been watching a trailer and I'm like, CGI looks amazing. You guys are like, no, it doesn't. I mean, I'll always <laughs> remember back in 2001 when uh, Fellowship of the Ring came out and they had that opening prologue and you have sauron standing on a soundstage going oh it looks so cheesy so bad now it does <laughs> no it looked bad back then it looked awful from day one okay or at least that's what i thought was i the only one who thought that i was a kid the moment yeah. where he was just standing and like, had like his yeah and he's like and there's like fire below him yeah so. that that looked bad from day one to me but then again i don't know, maybe i was weird Maybe you are still are weird. So uh. anyway, next story. Another one, Danny will be very excited about 007. Oh. When asked about when we'll get our next one, they say it'll be at the Barbara Broccoli. That's how I like to pronounce it. Um, who's been a James Bond producer for almost forever. Um, I think it's Broccoli. Maybe Broccoli's right. I don't know. Um, revealed that it'll be at least two years before the next 007 movie even begins filming or and the task of finding an actor to replace Daniel Grung, Daniel Craig, Daniel Grung, uh, <laughs> hasn't begun because it's a reinvention of Bond. Nobody's in the running. I'll oh, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, Nick. It's, it's, it's just because I've, um, I've, I've got work commitments for the next 18 months. That's why they've, they've had to delay it. But as soon as I'm ready, <laughs> we're going. And we're playing the, uh, I'm playing the older version of Bond. Bond's oh. dad. Oh. Bond's dad. <laughs> So that's Jack we Bond. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> like, call my dad, Mr. Bond. I'm James. <laughs> exactly. There you go. It's always Sorry, like I'm Bond, James Bond. I apologize. I apologize no, you're good. 
So unfortunately for you, Danny, or maybe fortunately, nobody's in the running. So maybe you could be <laughs> in the running. Exactly. I've got as much chance as well, anybody course, else at the moment. They wouldn't reveal it. They have to make sure he's kept a secret. Well, here's the everybody. real reason they're saying we're working out where to go with him. We're talking. We're really talking it through. There isn't a script and we can't come up with one until we decide how we're going to approach the next film, because really it's a reinvention of Bond. We're reinventing who he is. And that takes time. I'd say that filmmaking is at least two years away. How do you guys feel about a reinvent? Obviously, they've been slowly just reinventing him, making him less sexist, have sex with less characters, be less of a misogynist. But how much do you think they will reinvent the character for like as culture is moving forward? And we're thankfully not as accepting as, you know, Sean Connery, like banging like three Bond girls a movie and naming them like Octopussy and Pussy Galore. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've I been think waiting, waiting, wait, wait, sorry, Jam, um, you go ahead, buddy. No, go, you're, you're already in. In full flow? Yeah, you got this. Um, yeah, I'm, I think waiting two or three years is the right move. I mean, the, it was such a, a, a great finale to Daniel Craig's Bond, and because of obviously, spoiler alert, I mean, if you haven't seen the film yet, he dies at the end. Um, how much they reinvent the character they do need to take their time about because if they reinvent for want of a better word too much, then it ceases to become James Bond and it may as well just be another British spy. And we've had many of those and many iterations of them. So I, I, I would appreciate that they, they don't alter the character too much and keep it quintessentially James Bond. Um, you know, the sleeping with people, et cetera, et cetera, wasn't really, it's not really the problem. It's how those people that he, he was treats them with, are those characters well how he treats them yes but it's how those characters were written they were written as throwaway non uh, non-characters basically that had no backstory or anything so if he sleeps with five or six for example five or six different women in the movie as those as long as those characters whether they be male or female have some sort of uh, um character arc for want of a better word have some sort of input have some sort of meaning then that can be done now he's not going to sleep with five or six people but it's more about those secondary characters how they were written in past bond films not necessarily how james bond treated them although certain certain movies had them treating bad but at the end of the day he's a spy that had to get shit done so him hitting a woman for example i forget which movie that was it may have been dr no um that's okay yeah you you don't want to see that but we've seen far worse male on female violence in many movies since and you have to look at it in the context of the story if he's saving the world from nuclear whatever the story is, then you're like, well, yeah, you're going to have to do anything and everything, right? But it needs to have some sort of context to it and it needs to be written in such a way that doesn't um, make it just for the sake of being misogynistic or, or a wife beater, for want of a better word. So I guess what I want is to keep quintessentially James mm -hmm. Bond, the character that, that was written by him and for him and who he is. But yes, we need to reinvent how that looks, how he, that character looks in modern society. But that doesn't mean to say we have to completely change who James Bond is or who the character is. Just to be a bit more careful about how the characters around him are written. So uh, I think waiting two or three years is absolutely fine. We've got enough stuff coming up without squeezing in a James Bond film every couple of years. So take the time with it. You know, so you're, I'm, I'm happy to take the time. You're saying he can't switch from martinis to white Russians. That would be part of destroying the character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, the they, dude. They, those are the, <laughs> Those are the things that are more comical and stuff. Yeah, you can have him be, 
you can have him drinking. You, you know, you can't take away him being an alcoholic because he is the character is an alcoholic. But that doesn't have to be part of the story. It doesn't have to be part of something we need to see every film is him having a drink or drinking too much. That's not that's not important whether that's in or out. Um, so so yeah, that's that's my take on it. I look forward to it. But yeah, take your time. No rush. Jammer. So I'm more intrigued about what they could do with him. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that Kingsman came out already because mm, I feel like yeah. Kingsman could have been a perfect direction in that it is still, it's not quite campy. It's not quite cheesy. It leans into the tropes, but it's just really, really fun. Whereas like the last, the last, the last bond was very much dark, gritty, realistic, grounded ish. Whereas I, I wish they can go cartoony, but with an edge. Um, yeah. and I think that would have been a good way to go. You know, maybe they still can go, but still keep it PG 13. But I think that could be a natural way where it's not like, you know, the old cheesy ones, but it's not quite as serious as the new ones. I, I think some in between would be good. Yeah. Agree. That's what I want to see from him. Um, uh, as far as his character, I like how my mind, I my mind <laughs> went to, uh, freaking Austin powers where you literally just yeah, have all, a guy. all those names like, like Xena on the top. <laughs> Well, not just that, but like how you have a guy who uh, one way you could go is just have this guy who's a complete dick, relic misogynist, of the past. relic of the past. Uh, and yet, you know, and, and basically the world just puts up with him because he's a good spy. But I mean, that's just a comedy. That's just Austin Powers, like basically. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think you could do that. But in my mind, that's kind of where, where it went, because it's I don't know where to take him from here, but uh, there are endless opportunities, but it is hard to make sure you're honoring what came before and that you're somehow having it a part of the character while still being, you know, have him not be a complete scumbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. They've already been getting better with that, with the last two, uh, no time to die and quantum Sol. No, no, no. The specter. Um, uh, like he has his wife. I think she's the only one he sleeps with in the last two movies. That's um, not true. Did he sleep with someone else in the last one? I think he slept with two other people. Uh, no, he, he slept with. Um, they didn't sleep with Anna de Armas. In fact, they made a joke about it. Well, I'm not talking like about her. Changing the best. I'm talking about two movies. Monica Bellucci. Monica Spectre. Bellucci. Yeah, Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. He did. That was in uh, Spectre. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. in Skyfall. Yeah. No. Spectre. Okay. But that was before he met his wife. And that was for information. Like Danny brought up, there's a good point. A lot of the times he's doing it for information. Sometimes it's just like. There's no other Danny- way. There's no other way. You have to fuck the information out of them. It's it's and the way it works. That's why I wanted to compare it to the Mission Impossible films, where Ethan Hunt has ever only had sex with his wife, and he legitimately loved the woman in the second movie, played by Thandie Newman. Newman. I think she, Newman. I think she changed her name back or something because that's the name oh, she's been using in movies. And it's 2022. Kyle says it isn't being promiscuous. <laughs> Oh, isn't it being a good thing? Hey, it can be. Oh. So once again, um, like as as Danny so eloquently put it, it's not about him sleeping around; it's about him not being a dick. Sometimes it's about him sleeping. Or, oh, yeah, to that earlier point. But I feel like I think every Pierce Brosnan movie ended with up with him sleeping with the the main female character at the end, and there are a lot of the. Like yeah, a lot of Daniel Craig. Craig's one too. Like there's the one that the ends and they're like in a raft floating in the ocean or something. And it's like, what shall we do next? <laughs> it's like, let me oh, show my, you. My favorite is Moonraker when he's attempting re-entry. <laughs> <laughs> Bond, what are you doing? Attempting re-entry, sir. 
brilliant. <laughs> Fucking genius. <laughs> so, anything else on Bond, James? Oh, I will. I will have one last thing on James Bond. Well, you were you're in the middle of, of making a point that I think you lost. Well, track I was just comparing him to. Ethan Hunt and that his character has never had to be one that sleeps around, but he's, he's the U S bond and he'll, you know, I'll get it done. Like, you always well, that's, I think the, the problem is you don't want him to feel too much like the other ones either. Cause mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I love the mission impossible movies, but I don't, I don't think Ethan Hunt has any real character qualities to him compared to bond. Absolutely. Anyone. I don't, I couldn't name one thing about him. Name name one thing that isn't just he does impossible missions and runs. He's loyal yeah, to his team. Point. I mean, he's loyal to his team. That's he let, really he let nuclear. Uh, That's just the thing he did. Devices escape in order to not shoot Luther. Okay, know. so he's loyal. He's loyal, he's loyal. So you're saying he's to loyal. a fault. I mean, they even make fun of him. Well, they kind of, it's like, like there's a line from Alec fault. Baldwin in Fallout where he's like. Like some people as a, see that as a weakness. I see it as like your greatest strength. There's a line similar to that, that he's loyal to a fault. Um, he has loyalty to his team, but Bond has a loyalty to the greater team, yeah. which is always to Queen and Country. He has a loyalty to the job and to Queen and Country. So I think Jam is right in the sense that there's nothing about Ethan Hunt's character that's, that separates him other than being put into these impossible, seemingly impossible arguments. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, I would say the other thing is he's more of a he's more of a Captain America in just the way that he's he's loyal to Captain America actually has character. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's one of his like like just uh, Danny bringing up loyalty to the queen and country. It's like, no, he's on the run half the time from his own government or (laughs) fighting the CIA, like the CIA. They don't know who the bad guys are, the CIA or the syndicate in like one scene and the. They're like, oh, they see, yeah, or they syndicate when they get ambushed and they free uh, the Solomon Lane. And he's like, does it matter? <laughs> so anyway, no, I, I kind of have see, I see what you're talking about, um, Jammer, but I love the hell out of those movies, obviously. No, they're still great movies. I just think character development is not any of their strong suits. They don't go for it and it's fine. Um, so it's really hard for me to think about like, to really compare because he's, he's not a character. He's just Tom Cruise in a vehicle for action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Same as Jack Bauer. So Jack Bauer plays the same Jack Bauer in all, all yeah. seasons of 24. Like, he's all about torture. <laughs> yeah, some seasons are better than others, but generally speaking, you watch it because you like a 24-hour, the, the 24 the show, but Jack Bauer doesn't really change in any of them. He's, yeah. he's the same He gets character. more depressed <laughs> as time goes yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise character in that way. He loses more people as the movies or the TV seasons go on. But let's get into who watches the Watchers. Danny and I have both seen. Uh, did you have you caught up on the Boys in Strange New Worlds, Danny? Are we both the penultimate yes, episodes? Sir. Okay, yes, but let's let Jammer go first in case. What have you been watching, Jammer? Because ours has spoilers. Sure, sure. So mine, uh, I got to see Lightyear. This past oh. weekend, and uh, I, oh, you mentioned on. that you didn't see it, did you, Nick? So no, you haven't I haven't seen it. Seen it Don't spoil it, but it tell either. me about it. Uh, it is, it is a, uh, it's interesting because it is a supposed to be what Andy saw yeah. for Toy Story. This it's that's not it. It's it's not oh. that. I'm oh, sorry. Obviously, that was just a way to describe it. Oh. Obviously, no, not. no, no. That they actually say that in the text at the beginning. It's like in 1995, oh. a boy named Andy like saw a movie this was that movie no oh, it's not right. 
it's just mostly because it's too grounded. It's too grounded. And this one, he's like an honorable Captain America type character. Not Whereas a dummy. In the other one, not, well, not an over the top uh, space quote unquote ranger. You know, this one, he's more of a grounded, he's a space ranger, but he's more like an astronaut. You know, yeah. it just feels a lot more grounded than what the character ultimately became. Then again, you can argue that there was this grounded movie and then merchandising ran with it and was just like, oh, let's make him this. And then they made extra things about it. And, turned and Andy it into... would have seen it from a kid's perspective, too. It just doesn't fit the personality yeah, of the it's toy. Not just, it's not just Andy, though, because we we saw the, the toys and the way they were marketed. We saw the mm-hmm. toys and kind of what the per- embedded personality was in it. So it's a different buzz altogether. It's a di- I don't think it's the same, but I could see the marketing being like, hey, there's an astronaut movie. Let's go like kind of like, hey there's Ghostbusters. Let's make a Ghostbusters cartoon that really isn't anything like mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters movie. I could see that kind of being the iteration of it, but um, it's not really that. It's a very interesting, very adult feeling story and about it's basically interstellar for family audience in a way okay. um, where it's legitimately just about, I'll just give you the premise. The premise is They land on a planet, and because of an accident from Buzz, they are stranded on this planet. It's his fault. Interesting. It's his fault, and he basically tries to fix it. In order to fix it, they need to have this specific uh, crystal thing or whatever in order to hit light speed, Uh, but they need to test it. But every time he tests it, four years pass, and it's about him doing it constantly and time passing and passing and passing. And ultimately, the whole message about it is about living life versus living for a mission and all that. So that stuff, I think, is really good. The second half of the story isn't as strong. Um, It's full of some, I thought stuff was fun, but I could see people not liking it, having to do with these secondary characters that come into it and really uh, kind of bring in an extra bit of levity that almost feels like another, like a different movie, kind of like how... Wally feels like a specific way oh, in the yeah, first half, yeah. and the second half is another type of movie. It feel kind of feels similar to me in that sense. Hmm. Um, still definitely worth watching. Um, still very entertaining, but uh, I probably would consider it mid to mid upper tier Pixar level. It's definitely not like one of their strongest, but I'm happy they made it, and I think it's just an interesting exercise in creativity for them. Is it ever try to be a tearjerker at moments, which Pixar has been doing uh, like, yes. like, almost every time? I mean, honestly, when it came to the time dilation stuff, I thought that stuff was choking me up a bit. Because he comes back and he doesn't know, like, his friends are dead and stuff. Well, it's not one time. It's them doing it over time. Like, literally, he goes up. Oh, he actually he goes does, back he, home, he does a mission, and then they he send comes him back, around. And they age four years. Comes back four years later. Come back four years That's later. That's interesting. So the trailer makes it look like he comes back once, once and then. No, it's, it's like dozens of times. Um, so wow. he basically sees his his friend, his only friend, to be honest, because he doesn't have a life, and basically grow up without him and live life without him. That's so in that sense, sound a little bit like Captain America. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like Chris Captain Evans America. And the character part. A little bit like you Interstellar. Just, just, I don't like when you compare it to Interstellar. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm like sorry? that movie. <laughs> That's well, the only time maybe... I made a face when you were comparing it, like when you were describing it. Which is funny like, because uh... to me, I love Interstellar. I thought Interstellar was great. A lot of people do. I'm, I don't know why I'm. I said, I just like the Matt Damon scene in that. Watching anything else, Jammer, before. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I watched the first episode of Stranger Things season four, finally. Oh, the, the first volume. 
but yeah yeah first volume yeah, yeah. first episode of first volume and i think i i realized i think i want to watch that show like one episode one one episode a day or every other day and just take and my just time stay off it. twitter <laughs> i mean whatever I, I i they probably spoiled me but i didn't notice but overall like, i think it's a lot of fun i love that episode one basically felt like a uh a slice of life mm-hmm. for the most part uh, and I was just there for it. Like, I loved getting back into it with these characters, kind of seeing where they were and having like their little mini arcs and stories play out over the course of like an hour plus long episode. And I just thought it's just so well done. Like, it's just pure character in a way that Netflix generally doesn't do for many of its shows. And it really just shows, it, it exemplifies what sets Stranger Things apart from a lot of what Netflix normally does. Um, so, so far, episode one, I'm a big fan continue to be a big fan and i think it's probably one of the stronger initial episodes of the series i would say uh yeah one of the things we've discussed when we've discussed on the show is that it does feel like there was kind of i almost didn't think it would make it this long or make it past season four because it felt like a lot of people were like meh on seasons two and even more season three but i think this is the season where it picks back up. obviously it's way more popular than the past two seasons and uh i really do think it moves us more forward those other ones were almost felt like filler compared to once you've gotten all the way through, through the first seven episodes and this one feels like okay we're back we're racing towards the end even though we have one more season and everything revisiting, we have expo- yeah revisiting seasons two and three uh, i think season three is in retrospect the most fun the most stuff yeah. happens and it's just the most alexi more brett gelman aka murray yeah. yeah, season three is pretty, but I, th- I think that's the least received, well-received one, just where people are kind of like, is Stranger Things still good? And I, I'll i never not be annoyed by the people who thought they knew Hollywood in season two. They're like, oh, that extra episode when they're in Chicago, clearly they're going for a spinoff and I just am not here for it. I hate that. There is a Stranger Things spinoff announced. But it's Duffer. not that. Is it no, those characters? We don't well? know what it is. And Duffer Brothers says Netflix it doesn't even have any idea what they're about to get but themselves I, my, into. My point is, is that people were very much like, oh, I'm in the know about Hollywood and the way it works. This is clearly yeah. a spinoff setup. And I'm not falling for it. This episode is shit. Zero out of five stars. Like there was a lot of that going on for that episode in season two. Yeah. Uh, and to me, I'm just like, that's not what that episode was trying to do. And I'm, oh, I'm, I'm eternally annoyed at that. And now you understand the warning in front of the first episode too. I do. Obviously. I now understand the warning. And yep. that will come back again and again, even though they only put the warning on the first episode, because obviously that's a flashback that will become more and more important. Um, I can't it's believe CG I didn't think face. of it the first. Yeah. yeah. It works. It looks so good. It looks way better mm-hmm. than Luke Skywalker. Or uh... I will say that end at the end of freaking episode one, Jesus Christ, I did not... <laughs> expect them to go that hard in like the last literally 15 seconds of the episode did not expect that to go that oh the first death yeah the exorcism extra yeah this is duffer brothers have talked a lot about they want they you know they they like the amblin fill but they've always wanted to get to like as the kids got old enough like pure horror like Like nightmare on elm street yeah it went to nightmare on elm street is basically exorcist yeah it's insane and vecna oh so cool I got it right this week, Kyle. I remember that the C goes in front of the N. <laughs> I'm like, Vanka, Vecna? So um, do you want to talk a little about the boys and Strange New Worlds, Danny? I say with uh, Strange New Worlds. 
I um just I mean you you can grab those because you've watched those because I've been, I also binge watched the last season of um, Umbrella Academy this uh, oh so you'll talk yeah. about that um, yeah so I yeah I've I've really enjoyed these shows I, I can't quite put my finger what I've well I've enjoyed most about them I think it's the the way they really seem to have given heart to each of the characters as the seasons have gone on uh, I love the soundtrack to the show the ending of season three no spoilers anybody the ending of season three is equally uh satisfying but frustrating at the same time and if you've man- if anyone out there has actually watched the whole of umbrella academy season three they'll hopefully agree with that it- it's it's a great ending but also makes me want to go oh fuck's sake um so uh it's been a great so it's been a great season the characters and the the script writing has been really really good the stories that each of the characters have had over three seasons have been fantastic and this last season Mad as a sack of spaniels, uh, as gory as fuck, and it's not—it's not new to anybody. This kind of stuff, they—they they push the envelope quite a lot, um, but they do it in such a way that makes it so so much fun and so entertaining. But also, it—it seems to stick with the theme of the show really, really well. So I congratulate them for their season three. And as far as I know, it is the last one, even though it is, oh, is left. It? Uh, I, as far as I understand, it's the last one, but who knows? The ending does leave possibilities. But what show, that's not a spoiler, what show right now ever actually ends with an actual ending where you don't think, well, maybe they could bring a character back, etc. So uh, I would have so thought been... Breaking Bad, but they already proved me wrong on that one. Yeah, exactly. so... <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not so even talking I, about Better Call Saul, I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> if you've been a fan of the first two seasons, Go and check out number three. I did been I was like, like you you have want to rest for a couple of days before you watch <laughs> this episode. I watched the whole season in one day, and each episode is under uh, just under 50 minutes. Or just sorry, just under 55 minutes. So one whole day just watching Umbrella Academy season three. Um so yeah, check that out if you're a fan of the first two. It's a great ending. Uh Kyle oh, says uh, no Kyle word says on season four. four. Yeah, but the creator says yeah, four, four would be the would be last. The last. Well, I so hope kind of, then that this season three is popular enough that they make it and make the decision. So that's it's been a I'm fairly popular it. show. And if they keep the budget yeah. lowered in Stranger Things, which they obviously are, Stranger Things is their flagship. Yeah. Um, would you yeah, recommend yeah, the show yeah. to me? I've I've never seen a single episode. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give give it give it give it the three episode rule of the season one because there's some good stuff in season one, uh, and hopefully you'll enjoy it too. I think I'll be hooked on a show like that by yeah. three episodes. Yeah, it is Mad yeah. Sackers Band. It was great soundtrack. Great characters. You you care about all of them, um, one way or another. Um, and yeah, so certainly check it out. But give it the three episode rule for sure. Okay. Speaking of mad of a sack of spaniels, a sack of spaniels, okay. the boys. Oh my god, it's it's hero gasm was not kind of everything they said it would be. Um, they're like, this would be the grossest fucking. That was last week. Uh, I already watched last night's today's episode because they've started releasing them before my bedtime or even before. T- uh, midnight on the East Coast. Okay, can I, Nick, can I just stop you right there? A question for you. I've watched last week's episode uh, um, twice now, and I've watched it on two different platforms. Don't ask me how. On one <laughs> platform, I saw an edited version. It wasn't as X-rated. It wasn't as I hope I've seen the most X-rated version. version I saw. So, well, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why. So, in... Spoilers from last week. Uh, Jam, are you okay with this, buddy? I mean, I know you've not watched it yet. By the so time he gets there, he'll see, forgotten this conversation. If yeah, he gets did there. Did you see, this is a sentence I never thought I'd say, did you see the octopus sucking his Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Did, dig, you deep see, did you see the balls hanging over the toilet pan? I don't think so. See, now that was the... Ver- in the ver- so Carl's giving me the thumbs up. I'm not talking about your last Saturday night, Kyle. I'm talking about the boys season three. So Kyle did um, see it or didn't yeah, see yeah. it? Yeah, no, it's uh, when the when she's showing him that the 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 camera footage from the toilet. On TiVo, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did see that. Because yeah. I have to say, I watched okay. on Amazon Prime and they're not going to censor it on their own platform. Well, here's the, here's the interesting thing. We watched it and this is what I say, because we can get two different versions of Amazon Prime because I'm in Dubai, obviously. But if you're linked to the oh, UK Amazon so account. they edited so the, the Dubai UK version. Amazon, no, 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 no. The other way around, dude. The UK Whoa. Amazon Prime version. Had Kyle's laughing so hard. So you, you European yeah, exactly. prudes. I know, right? Yeah, we invented pornography. So you didn't see the toilet. <laughs> you didn't see the octopus. You didn't see any of this stuff. It was just suggested. And that's why I was like, okay, well, that really sucks because when I watched it, I watched it the full unedited version. So anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's why I wanted to just check the, the version because as soon as you said mm. it wasn't quite as mad as you thought, I thought, I wonder if you guys got a edited version, but it sounds like you got the proper version. Yeah. And um, Janet, it really reason- is as weird as I just made it sound. There is some <laughs> balls and octopus. It's well, mad. Well, here's one of the reasons, like I didn't think it was any crazier than any other episode as far as grossness, especially since I've seen more real dumped on people and jackass forever than I've seen fake sprayed all over mother's milk. I'm glad you um, mentioned that that was a film you watched and that, that that's what because yeah <laughs> a theatrical release yeah, had first, more real first i was thinking i was like all right okay no. what world are you living in it's not human <laughs> but a jackass they like douse people who think they're doing interviews and like bork um, i mean you said jackass and i i got it as long as you mentioned yeah, jackass know. we're good we're jackass, good yeah we're good the porn parody of jackass could you imagine how dirty that would be i'm johnny knoxville and welcome to me fucking somebody um <laughs> But no, the, the beauty of herogasm was that I think the they use that as a herogasm. I think they use that to bring people in because I found it one of the more satisfying action and emotional wise episodes of the show. Yeah. Where there's a lot of character growth um, and the fight between. I mean, I said this with Kyle and Marvel. I said it with Kyle at some point and he disagrees a little bit. It's The budget's lower. They have less time to shoot it. But I thought the fight between Butcher, Soldier Boy teaming up on Homelander reminded me a lot of, you know, Iron Man fighting Bucky and uh, Cap at the same time. I see. I could see what you meant by that. They did. They, it's not they, as good, yeah, I, but it yeah, was interesting. As, yeah, I, I totally understand where you saw that. And I can think that's where they got their, the, uh, the ideas from. It's a much shorter fight. But I think they've yeah. been doing a great job with with things like that, considering the things you just mentioned. Um, and then there's the cape joke. Like, He's like, yeah. you're the cheap knockoff. Look think, at you. You wear real heroes don't wear capes. <laughs> I love Soldier Boy. They've done such a great job though with it, isn't it? It's the writing of the characters in the script. They don't need to spend so much money on the on the effects and stuff because they do such a great job with everything else. It's such a well written show. Everything from uh, the little uh, newspaper video articles that they post as uh, as part of the show to their actual the social media stuff, stuff is so good yeah <laughs> deep thoughts with the deep just give me that every week i'm like that's awesome i remember one of them this week was like do you know if you drop a single tea leaf in the ocean and the ocean's just really diluted tea <laughs> and just stuff like that and it's just it's just shot for social media marketing like it's not yeah. to be included in the show jammer 
They even have like websites to buy dildos. You can't actually use the website because there was a dildo fight in an episode where a main character killed a room full of people with dildos um, that were based on the seven. Like Starlights is a vibrator. Um, and uh, I don't know, this week's episode was pretty shocking. Uh, lots more. I won't spoil anything, though there's a big, big twist at the end of the episode. But again, it was them working with Soldier Boy to take out one of his old uh, teammates. Because, you know, as we know, even from earlier episodes, that they, they set him up. Like, the Russians didn't just capture him. His team set him up. And there's also an entire scene where Black Noir is sitting inside of, like, an old Chuck E. Cheese type place. And uh, the people draw, the cartoons drawn on the walls start, like, talking to him. And, like, he's, he's mad as a sack of spaniels. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like and they start appearing as like the superheroes like you know on the wall they're just like like a deer and like a bear and stuff but suddenly the bear is wearing black noir's costume and talking to like a homelander dressed like a chipmunk or something and it's just it's bonkers and yeah there's a huge huge twist at the end where you're like oh shit the world has changed again <laughs> um and strange new worlds i'll just talk about it briefly i really enjoy the uh the variation of episodes last week was very much a magical episode where some kind of you know weird being just like in the original series puts all the characters into storybook roles it's like spock's a wizard and like um the doctor's the king and like and it's really interesting um whereas this this week's episode doesn't even hide it it's literally alien there's fucking brilliant yeah it's brilliant there's fucking little aliens bursting out of people's necks and like growing at rapid pace and they're like isolated on a ship trapped up that's like in the middle of an ice storm so they can't even leave the ship yeah it's alien three it's 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 aliens for sure it's it's the whole first three films um but it's alien three that they really they really steal stuff from and like nick said unashamedly as well but they do it in such a great way it's such a it's not like they're taking the piss they do it for for serious notes and it's done really really well it's such a it's such a great show overall yeah but, each webisode uh, feels different yeah love i'm loving its episodic feel i think we've all discussed that before it's one of the reasons why i think it's mm-hmm. definitely my favorite and i've not because of this i've not even bothered with the latest season of um uh, uh what's the other one uh, just, no no not discovery Picard, no, discovery because you're not yeah. cut up yeah i'm not, not caught up on that but strange new worlds i'm looking forward to this every week it's like this and the boys i'm looking forward to ms marvel i still haven't watched episode two yet so it just goes to show uh where i'm leaning at the moment it's great absolutely love this episode yeah and you can watch it without being a star trek fan i think you really can i think this is one watch this and enjoy it this is one i recommend to people who haven't even seen the kelvin movies almost everyone i know has at least seen the jj movies but if you like the jj movies i think you'll think this is even better it's very much the old show without being like, oh, we're going to a gangster planet or, oh, we're going to a Nazi planet. They're literally Nazis. Like, no, they're different aliens. But then you can do an episode that's just like the movie Alien or you can do an episode where it's a storybook or you can do an episode where, you know, there it's all space fights. And uh, I won't spoil which alien it is that they've encountered, but it's an alien that used to be the cheesiest alien in the original series. And now it's absolutely terrifying. So yeah. I love what they've was done. That with alien that, the, that was from, in that cheesy fight, that reptile thing. Yeah. From the worst fight scene ever. If you look it up on YouTube, 
is that alien? And now they're fucking terrifying pilots and terrifying alien, like from the movie alien type creatures that impregnate you and like jump out of your neck and like just scurry around and grow at a rapid rate. So, and are super intelligent because they're not like like yeah they have their own ships and stuff they're not just Jammer, running do you around remember, the um, do you remember do you remember aliens Jammer? do you remember um mm-hmm. bill paxton's character hudson i feel like i exclusively remember his character well yeah well you won't forget um in this in this episode um kirk the character captain kirk's brother kirk, yeah he's samuel kirk, kirk. Whoever, he definitely plays bill paxton yes character. he does he, he goes off on one. He is. Uh, we're all gonna die. We're all gonna fucking die. <laughs> Someone. It's great. That also, Kirk. Everyone would think is Captain Kirk. Is playing the big... absolute nut job. It's brilliant. He's going to survive. Spoiler alert. He. Uh, it's Samuel Kirk. He dies in the original series when Shatner plays him and himself. It just he has a mustache to play Samuel Kirk. Oh, that's oh, funny. Um, yeah, it's really good. And yeah, it's just. It's a delightful show. He also reminds me of Sam Rockwell, Samuel Kirk um, from Galaxy Quest, yep. where he's like, yeah. I feel like they've got the guy here who's going to even has a little mustache and stuff. And yeah, no, someone already posted the meme where it's like, game over, man, game over. And it's <laughs> Sam Kirk. <laughs> anyway, you guys, anything else you've been watching or shall we wrap up the sucker? We can wrap it up. Just talking about Star Trek. I did watch the latest episode of The Orville as well. Oh. oh, I forgot the show came back. Yeah, I still need to watch the original. It's, it, well, you know what? If it wasn't, if, if um, Strange New Worlds wasn't out, I would say Orville is the best Star Trek show for, for that, that kind of feeling. But then St- Strange New Worlds has come out and actually made the better Star Trek show. Uh, it's still worth a watch, but it's just not as good as Strange New Worlds, unfortunately. Um, and just quickly on it, it's not as funny. It's 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 trying to be a lot more serious, and that's not a bad thing because uh, the first season was you know it was a lot of fun, but it was also a bit goofy in places. Whereas this season, this new season, now it's on Disney. Um, they're they're, uh, they're doing a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah um, Hulu is Disney. Where you, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, they're trying to be more serious, and that's not a bad thing. For this, for example, this this whole week was about transgender, uh, and about the changing of gender and sex, and going against the child's wishes. And the whole Didn't episode. Didn't they already have that about... episode? Star Trek. No, oh. this... Like no, in, uh, your... the Orville. They had yes, where they the they did it with the um, child. The I, the best I can say is it's like the wharf character that that character he oh, yeah. he had yeah. the uh, uh, the baby that was born the wrong gender. So yeah, yeah but this ep- this latest episode that child has grown up. And oh. Now oh, so they're paying it off. So inside, so spoiler alert, anybody on the inside, he is still a female, even though they changed him physically to a male. So it's his inner turmoil about not being physically what he feels he is. He feels oh, he's shit. a she. So the whole show is about him wanting to change back to being a she, how his two parents, his two male parents, his two dads, one is okay with it, one is not. So the whole episode is about that dynamic and about going against his rights and her rights and her becoming what she feels she wants to look like in the mirror is how she reflects how she feels on the inside. Damn. Absolutely. I know, right? And that's not what I expected. When you watch the first season of The Orville, you would not expect that to be an episode a couple of years later down the line. So Yeah, I know season like two was pretty serious, I feel like, especially the stuff with like Isaac and all that and him like going really bad and stuff. So yeah, I, I always felt like the show was definitely pitched as more of a comedy than it ended up being. 
yeah, think yeah. that's what uh, that uh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So watch it. If you're a fan of Star Trek, the Orville is a great show. Uh, but yeah. Strange New Worlds. When did the Orville get so woke? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you guys want to wrap her up? Cut the chat. Yeah, All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another wonderful episode of Breaking Radio Podcast. Um, we, of course, can be found on the Genre First Podcast Network, getting it right at the end of the show because I screwed up the beginning, lrmonline.com, and on YouTube on our channel for the Genre First Podcast Network. Uh, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. Check us out there. Um, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Um, if you don't like us, don't review us. That would be great. Um, <laughs> no, do what you want. Uh, spread the word to your Don't review us. If you don't like us, don't review us. Stand by that statement. Kyle just shook his head. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to lock it back. Um, t- tell your friends about us. And uh, with that, um, <coughs> you're making me cough. Um <coughs> Jammer, where can they be found? Oh, wait, wait, before we get to you, I want to talk about the other wonderful shows on the Genreverse Podcast Network. Animeversal, Cog is back, Daily Cup of Genre with Kyle and Manny. We got The Cantina, we got Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, and we got, I always forget the name of your uh, video uh, response. Genre Shot. Genre Shot, which is still one of my favorites to watch. Kyle and he's like let's go watch it one more time everybody and he's like what the fuck was that like his Stranger Things part one one was fantastic but never it'll never be as good as nope no offense I, I liked nope. watching you terrified oh, <laughs> I loved watching Kyle terrified <laughs> um, now Jammer where can you be found you can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all my books under the name AJ Stern on Amazon and Audible also I got a new book that just came out. Well, a new release that just came out. It is a duology omnibus edition uh, called Champions of Mithrun. You can check it out on Amazon currently. That's 900 plus pages. Uh, or if you're an Audible listener, it's about 25-ish hours of Ooh, content. Nice. So definitely check it out. Champions of Mithrun. Danny. You'll find me in bed. It's nearly midnight here. Let's wrap it up. Mm. Sounds good. And I am at Geeky Nick Doll. I also do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with uh, Kyle, who is at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. And thank you, as always, Kyle, for being our producer, even though I said we wouldn't thank you this episode. And with that, hasta lasagna. Do not be getting any of the lasagna on you. Mission has been completed. Stop screwing out my Mission Impossible lines, you fuck. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.